This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome, 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 listeners. It's once again uh, a time that we have spent Christmas, and um, there are many things that have happened probably over the Christmas season for you. Ooh, and hope it's, you had yeah, a time. yeah, we hope you had a great Lesser time. time. Mm. And if you had challenges, that you were able to work through them. Mm. And Suki, I'm so glad that uh, we have Kerry with us again, and. and and her husband, Brahm, has yeah. joined us. And uh, they are involved in an organization called Project Exodus. Mm. And uh, I think they will tell us a little bit more about uh, the, uh, that project that they are working with. Um, so, K- Kerry and Brahm, just tell us a little bit more about what does Project Exodus do? Uh, where have they come from? Mm. What type of people do you help? Just some of, of those questions. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And and happy Christmas to everyone. I hope oh. everyone's sane and sober after after Christmas Day. Mm. Um, we are an organization that and that equips and empowers churches and organizations to run their own recovery ministries with resolution orientated evidence-based resources we we provide resources we provide training and we provide support for the journey as well we work with all types of addictions so um quite strongly with substance abuse disorders but then also with pornography addiction we we realize that's a a growing problem in south africa Mm, mm, and and we have groups we work primarily through groups we've got just under well but we will have 70 groups running in South Africa on a weekly basis. So anyone that is needing to join a group, they are free and they are more than welcome to join on on any of our groups. The information is on projectexodus.net mm. um, online. Yeah. Why the word exodus? I mean, if you think of exodus, you think of Moses and uh, the Israelites moving away from Egypt. Why this yeah. this name? It um. It was important. We, we started with Project X, um, not knowing what to call it. And then someone landed with Project Exodus, which so beautifully illustrates the journey out of slavery. Addiction mm. is slavery, mm. something mm. that controls us. We don't have control over it. Yeah. So it talks about the movement out of slavery, but into the promised land. Sometimes all we want to focus on is getting out of slavery, but that's not enough. God mm. calls us to mm. more. Um, mm. to abundant life, to thriving, not just surviving, not just white knuckling. Yep. So it's about moving for, as far as the east is from the west, mm. moving in an direction to where we were going. Right. Um, so, so the Exodus story is just such a powerful metaphor for for someone coming out of slavery, the slavery of addiction. Yeah. Mm. Great, Kerry. Um, so listeners, last time we also spoke about Project Exodus. So if you want to get more detail about them, um, please listen to on um, the podcast. Uh, you can get more detail. And like like Kerry said, they've got a website. And they also have an app that you can put on your phone. Mm-hmm. I actually downloaded it just to see what it's like. <laughs> and uh, I see it. It's really great. It's uh, like someone walking with you. And they have all sorts of um, different things sure. that they uh, introduce you to and help you to identify as part of your journey, which is really, really mm-hmm. great. But tell us, you guys had a bit of your own Exodus journey as well. Hey, you, you yes. and Brahm. 
Yes. So, Dol, I don't know if you want to take it from here. I don't sorry, the line was cutting out there, so I couldn't hear exactly what you were saying. So um, I presume I, uh, you guys wanted me to share just about my journey where it started. Yes, you yeah, can yeah, love to. Your journey. Mm. Yeah, look, I, I know that our time is short. So, um, yeah, we used to live in Richards Bay, and um, long and short, um, I was um, involved in our church there, involved in worship leading. And um, obviously got married um, with Kerry at that time. And in the year 1995, um, got exposed to pornography while I was caretaking or looking after uh, premises in in Richards Bay. And, and yeah, I was just caught up in, in and from there, you know. So I don't know if I can carry on from there. Yes, please do. Yes. Um, yeah, so... As I said, I, uh, both Kerry and I were worship leaders in our church in, in Riches Bay, and I got caught up in pornography. Um, I was not really telling her anything about what was happening. I was talking to our pastors at the time, but they were not able to really assist or help other than praying, which we can understand because I don't think uh, the skills for that has been really developed in, mm-hmm. in, in our nation at that time, you know. That's my own experience, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so don't look if you want to step in there. Okay, no, that's fine. So we did try and um, we tried to get help for Brahm um, through clinical psychologists, Christian clinical psychologists, um, through pastors, through lay counseling, through breaking generational ties, through marriage uh, therapy, through what everything that we could. Um, we went to even see a Christian sexologist and some of it helped momentarily, but Brian was still in that cycle of addiction. Mm-hmm. And um, it was only when, and, and as he said, I, I think it's like Paul, he said, I, I had the will, but I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. He had the will, didn't know how. And then also the other understanding was that not an understanding of what I as the wife was going through. Mm-hmm. So there was often re-traumatization, say secondary trauma, when I would share and then be expected to walk back into trauma because of advice that was given. Um, The the understanding wasn't there, both in the professional world and in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, We had the same experience, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was for over 20 years. When we got here, there was a group that had started for addiction recovery in our church and we just thought, well, that's substance abuse. They will not understand our addiction. Uh, we are just, uh, yeah, we're unique in our addiction. And so we didn't go there, but ended up there through a series of events. And just by starting the journey with with Project Exodus, it was the first time I felt hurt and the first time we started to see a shift in Brahm. Mm. And that a journey for four and a half years now that we've both been on. I've been on a recovery journey. Brahm has been on a recovery journey. And we now get to help many men and women. Mm. And we've equipped others to help men and women as well in Mm. this area because it is an overwhelming problem Mm. um, in our land, in our churches, and in our land. Mm. Uh, uh, Kerry, at what stage did you find out about uh, Brahm's uh, Brahms addiction, sexual addiction, and, and how were you affected by that? I remember the first time he bought something, we'd had an argument. I think it was still in our first year of marriage. Um, and he bought a magazine. Um, he, he was angry with me and he bought a magazine. <laughs> and 
I don't want to give you the full details of how I responded, but it wasn't very positive. I was mm. really angry. Mm. Um, I reacted. Um, I threw something at a wall, but not at him, <laughs> thankfully. Mm. Um, so that was my very first time. And then the, then I thought he was over. And then we went. I went on a ladies' camp, and there was a prophetic uh, lady there, very strongly prophetic. And I just had the sense that God was going to unveil things in churches, see, things that had been hidden mm-hmm. amongst mm-hmm. leaders in churches and that he'd spoken and he'd spoken, but it hadn't, they hadn't listened. And now God was going to expose them not mm-hmm. to punish, but to bring healing and mm-hmm. wholeness. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. back, I remember coming back from that and sharing with Brahm and saying, listen, this is what I feel God is saying. And this is what's going to be happening in the church. And he opened up mm-hmm. about, is where he'd been. Um, so yeah, it 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 was difficult. Um, I, I think not. Yeah, it, it's a hard journey. It's a hard journey to walk by yourself and not yeah, feel yeah. understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I, you know. Yeah, Brahm, I was just about to say, you know, I as this the sex addict between us, uh, myself and Suki. It was so greatly shame-based, and um, I yeah. I was not able to even connect, and it broke down our relationships and trust and everything. Yeah, yeah. How were yeah. you experiencing it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, look, it, it, it definitely broke down trust. I think, you know, if I'm, I'm just listening to Kerry speaking, the, the reality was it happened over a period of time, you know. So at the beginning, she had lots of resilience, I think, you know. And But as time went on, um, because I was over and over and over traumatizing her by mm. by actually confessing and telling her about my, my story and what was going down, um, she was just getting more and more withdrawn and our relationship was actually not doing that well. Mm. You know, so um, one of the things that Project Exodus really helped us a lot with is to, to understand, uh, well, let me say, I understood that I had a huge part to play in the role of helping my wife to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, we used to have a saying, and we still have the saying, is I had to give my wife the opportunity to speak, you know, and I had to allow her to say what she needed to say for long as she needed to say it until she was better, you know. Mm. Um, um, the reality in that space is, um, and Gary mentioned it earlier, is that um, because of the lack of knowledge in the space, uh, the damage that has been done has, uh, has in some ways, I think, uh, landed on the lady, you know, not being available. Mm. And mm. I don't I don't believe that's the truth. You know, I believe that we've been trained by whatever's gone out in the media, what sexuality needs to look mm-hmm. like. And um, being on this journey now for the last nearly five years, I've come to an understanding that that sex is beautiful and God created it in such a way for us to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. However, the, 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 the skew perspective that I've seen and received from the media and, and from what I've watched and seen and listened to has, has, has brought a lot of difficult to in that space you know yes absolutely let's continue with this along these lines i also want to talk about the recovery journey because yes. i know it's particularly long for people struggling with sexual addictions but let's do that mm. after the break welcome back you know because i had this problem before you know that um frederick has uh, been in recovery from sex addiction he's also been clean for more than four five years six years five, five years, years five yeah. years already about five and a half yeah but um yeah. i just know the the excruciating pain for a woman especially 
in the church where, mm. you know, because of as Christians, we, we really don't think that our husbands would get into this. And we, mm. we under, often underestimate, um, Brown was just talking about the world and sexuality in the world and how actually we've been reformed by the culture of the world, not by what the Bible says about Christianity, right? The, the um, culture of the, today's culture has actually really have so many victories, even in the lives of Christians. If you think about how many people you know where young people live together, but they're Christian. Um, it mm. happens a lot more often. So it seems like the enemy has won so much field in this area yeah. of sexuality. And then uh, very especially also when it comes to, to porn addiction. Um, but yeah. it's hard and long to recover. Can you guys, can we talk a little bit about that? Because it's a process addiction. It's not something you can stop doing if you're married. It's not so easy. Um, you yeah. know, not like, like alcohol, you just stop drinking. So mm. let's talk about yeah. that a little bit. Can I? Yeah, go for it. Can I go? So, so, so I, I just wanted to say one more thing that, that I felt just was in my heart. I, I think that what Christianity unfortunately taught me as Brahm was that everything should be instant. You know, mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Everything must happen right now. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what what we found with with this journey is is, is healing takes time. Absolutely. And I want to say I want to say that to the people out there: if you come on this journey. Healing is going to take time, and that's okay. Mm. You know, and and, and mm. I just want to, to to say that it it is it's a good journey. We've we've seen now um, with the recovery journey, we've got a couple of couples that have come alongside us and have been in recovery now for a couple of years, and we're starting to see the fruits mm. of mm. of what's happening. You know, if if we don't try and push it, you know, mm. the men tries to push it. You know, it needs to be right now. Yeah. Why can't You'd be right now, and it, it doesn't always happen like mm. that. And maybe in the church as well, because, you know, there's, but the Bible says there's no condemnation for those that are in yeah. Christ. But people say, stop sinning. What is your problem? You know, why do you keep on sinning? And of course, mm. you need to stop, but um, it, 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 is mm. a, it is a rewiring of the brain. Kerry, maybe you want uh, to tell us a bit more about that. Uh, part. I was just about to go there. Mm. Um, so, so when we chatted the other day, Suki, um, I was just saying we'd listened to Brad Huddleston and he said, you know, with, with normal internet, with internet addiction, it normally requires about four to six weeks of detox mm. from any devices. But he said with pornography, if we look at the brain scans of someone who's been addicted to pornography, the, oh. the damage to the frontal lobe is deeper. Mm. Um, mm. In, in any other addiction. Yeah. Um, and, and there are a couple of reasons for that. that it's called a, a poly drug. Mm -hmm. uh, so it gives the upper and the downer. So it has a, a stronger effect. Mm. Um, and so in order to rewire that part, he said that requires abstinence from digital devices as far as possible of eight months. So just in terms of understanding that there's a whole lot more. There's a whole long journey. We start with, when we start recovery, we, we white knuckling, yes. you know, it's holding on trying not to go back, trying not to go back, trying mm -hmm. not to fall. Um, but eventually it comes to a place where actually I'm starting to regain my life. I'm starting to actually be able to focus on other things. And then I can start to focus on relationships. So they're almost like the phases in recovery. And that takes, um, uh, up to three to five years mm, for, yes. for a relationship to be restored. Mm. And that's 
seen in ours. Um, as Brahm said, the longer we've tried to push and make things happen, it didn't work. So mm -hmm. for me, I was given the opportunity. So pornography addiction is one of the most deceptive yeah. um, and duplicit of all addictions. They say the lying, the level of deceit in a pornography addiction is very deep. Mm. Um, so I was given permission to not believe anything Brahm said for you. And, wow. and it's crazy, but he was so used to lying. Mm -hmm. um, deception, and, and he would even lie to himself and not even know it. Mm -hmm. I, I was released from the burden of having to try to trust him again mm -hmm. and being broken again and trust and being broken. Mm -hmm. And trust grew in our relationship organically. Yeah. It didn't. I didn't have to strive to trust. Um, someone has said it's better to focus on transparency in your relationship than trust, because mm -hmm. trust mm -hmm. comes with that transparency. Mm -hmm. So I like that. Focus transparency. The trust will come. But some people say you don't trust me. You don't love me. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. And suddenly there's pressure to be something we're not. Mm -hmm. Something there's pressure to be healed, and we're still healing. Mm -hmm. um, so and and yeah, so there's so many things that, um, but it's it's a process and the rewiring of the brain, the restoration of the relationship takes a long time mm. and it's got to take time. It's got to mm. be organic. It can't be just, let's make this happen. Let's do this. It, it We walk in a direction, we get healing for ourselves. And as we get healing for ourselves, we get healing together as well. Mm. You know, um, I so relate with what you are sharing and that's our story as well, Suki and mine. Mm. And uh, when I prayed, when the addiction was revealed, I prayed that the Lord will just wave his wand and the addiction mm. will go away. And, yeah. and my real restoration started when I entered into a Christ-focused um, restoration mm. and recovery group. Where, mm. does, uh, your, where do your clients uh, bring their relationship uh, with Jesus into it? It's, it's quite interesting you say that because um, we just I chatted with another um, lady today who's, who's battled substances, and she said her recovery only started when she recognized Jesus. Mm. She'd been in NA for years, but when she recognized Jesus as a higher power, her mm. dad, um, yeah, I, I can't go into more detail than that. And one of the ladies that we work with that does our program development said the shift in her came, she'd been in recovery or in um, rehabs for quite a while, but the shift came when she acknowledged Jesus mm. as her savior. Um, so for us, we we are Christ-based organization, but we also don't push Christianity mm, mm, down mm, people's mm. you know throats. Mm. Uh, we don't we don't apologize for being Christians, but we've had Hindus, we've had Muslims, we've mm. had atheists, we've had agnostics join us, mm. um, and and find some measure of recovery. Um, I can't say it's I, I can't say more than that, mm. but. Um, the reality is there's only one who can set free. There's mm -hmm. only one truth that sets mm -hmm. free. And, um, uh, yeah, so we unapologetically Christian, um, but yeah. we do run, we do open the groups to whoever. And and many people are comfortable with that, even if, if it's, if it is a Christian group and, and people have become saved as a result of joining yeah. group. Mm -hmm. So we had a family that, that came into group 
or were walking a recovery journey, they ended up giving their hearts to the Lord. They mm-hmm. ended up being baptized. They're a fully serving part of the church that we're mm-hmm. in. And we're seeing story after story like that sure. of people coming to the Lord as well, right. which yes. is beautiful. Right. Sure. Can, can I yes, please. say something? There's two things on my mind, but I think I'll, I'll, um, I'll just go along the one side. So you asked earlier, so how does the recovery look? You know, I don't know oh, if I can. What does it look like? Yes, yes. Uh, so for me personally, uh, my biggest problem was I was isolated. So mm. I, I was isolating in a space here at home in my office and I never seen people. And one of the things was that when I came into recovery, as I understood that I couldn't do it alone. Mm. And yeah. um, I immediately made a change. I started working away from from my office, I started working in restaurants, just sitting where there's people around mm. and being connected with people. So that was what that was one probably one of the first steps that I took in understanding my addiction is that it, it is isolation. I isolate mm. uh, because that is the thing you do when you watch exactly. pornography. You isolate. Yeah. You've got mm. your you've got uh, your relationship with the porn, not with other things. Yeah. yeah. Your main yeah. your main relationship. Mm. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. So um in Project Exodus, we we do have a, we call it a life recovery plan that we put into that space. But in those days, I had uh, if I call it, it was like a relapse intervention plan. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just something that I did that made me understand. Okay, I need to have uh, I can't isolate anymore. I need to have uh, security software on my devices, all of them. Nice. Um, you know, my computers, my my laptop, my phone. Um, and that looks like certain types of uh, just stuff that looks over your shoulders that sends mm. out alerts to friends or people that I'm accountable to. And then obviously, obviously we, we're doing the groups. Mm. Uh, my minimum was twice a week. We do an online group and then a right. face-to-face um, yeah. next group, you know. Um, so, so I would say that was the thing that I started. So in other words, I broke the thing of trying to do it by myself. Yes, yes. Very, very, very important. important. So so important yeah. that you're saying that. Um, mm. Unfortunately, we've come to the end of the program. <laughs> Let's just quickly give some more tips to people how to cope during this time of the year, this difficult season. Uh, you already mentioned one, Brahm. Don't isolate. Mm. What and are some, some of the other others? others? Yeah. others yeah. Um, I think just... In, in terms of boredom, mm. um, being careful to to just kind of plan outdoor activities, actually. One of the mm. best ways to refresh ourselves and restore um, good, healthy brain function is to be outdoors. So plan outdoor activities. Mm. Um, don't sit for hours in front of a TV mm. or on browsing because that can end. Exactly. Um, and just what, whatever our triggers are, avoid. Hmm. Whatever triggers we can't avoid, manage, but identify our triggers. Right. And yeah. 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 Okay. So, listeners, um, it's been lovely being with you again today. Um, please go back to the previous program as well through the podcast and enjoy the rest of the time of this holiday time. And it's soon the end of the year. May you have a wonderful time with family and friends. And yes, uh, you can contact um, Project Exodus even over this time. They've got groups running right through. If you have urgent need, uh, go onto the website and get in contact with people. Don't, if you need help, reach out. There are also Mm -hmm. many 12-step groups that are still running during this time of the year. 
Till next time, until next year. Yeah. God bless. Yes. So. Have a wonderful <laughs> new year to all of you and to you, Kerry and Brom. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you thank so you, much, Frederick and Suki. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Bless you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.